0: A few announcements that I want to draw your attention to. Pastor Chris is in the back of the church, so after service, I believe he has a camera with him, we're trying to complete our directory. So if you have not had your picture taken, or if you believe that you are better looking now than you were then, you need to have your picture taken. Chris will gladly take your picture after service uh, back there in the back, because we really want to get this directory completed and out. I, I know for me personally, it has been so helpful to have a directory to put names to faces and get to know people that way. So we're really trying to complete that. Anything else with the directory, Chris? Okay, awesome. Also, tomorrow night here at the church, 6 o'clock, The finance subcommittee of the executive committee is having an open meeting for anyone in the church who would like to give some input on the 2017 budget. So if you are interested, please show up here at 6 o'clock. It's going to be an open forum where people can give input and uh, the executive committee through the finance committee will receive that and put it into um, motion. Also, adult Sunday school has begun. Last week, Angie Dalek did the first of three sessions on a class that she is doing called Stress Less. And I just cannot emphasize enough how many of you should be in this class. Uh, Christy and I were in it last week. It is amazing. It's uh, an amalgamation, I suppose, of many things that Angie has learned through the years, but some of what she teaches in her university class. And I really strongly encourage you Today and next Sunday, to spend 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock downstairs, uh, you are going to learn so much. Uh, Last week, we learned about how fearfully and wonderfully God has made us, the systems that our body possesses, and how intricately they work together, and how we need to honor that and use that information to stress less. So... 11 o'clock downstairs, strongly urge you to to be a part of that. And then again next week. After that, we're going to continue the adult Sunday school. Pastor Chris is going to be uh, taking up again on Believe. He's going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. After that, we're going to have another class. We're just going to keep this adult Sunday school going. It's an opportunity for all of us to grow in our relationship with the Lord. So, that said, I'm going to open up my Bible to Matthew chapter 5. We are talking about going, the fourth word, going. And specifically, today, we're talking about going as salt and light. And you think to yourself, as salt and light? What does that mean? Well, that's what I'm here to explain to you today. And we come at this in jet chapter 5 of Matthew, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount. And he says to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, and neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, last week we talked about how... Jesus' statement here that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world really puts us in a supernatural role. Jesus says that we are unique as his followers among all of mankind. Those who choose to follow him are uniquely supernatural. We have been born again of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God indwells us. All of the old things have passed away, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. And you're a new creature in Christ. And because of that new birth that you have experienced through the gospel of Jesus Christ, you are the salt of the earth. Not you will become the salt of the earth, but you are the salt of the earth. You are what gives it flavor. You are what preserves the earth from total corruption. You are the light of the world. You are the ones who illuminate the darkness. Just as the moon the past few nights has been illuminating the night, so too we illuminate the world because we reflect the light of Jesus Christ. We are not meant to be put under a bushel. We are meant to shine our lights so that, Jesus says, others may see that light, see it through our good deeds, and ultimately glorify our Father which is in heaven. So we have this status as salt of the earth and light of the world that is uniquely the possession of those who are born again, disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus in his high priestly prayer in John 17 is praying for his disciples. He's getting ready to return to the Father. He knows he's going to be crucified. He knows on the third day he will rise again. He knows he will return to the Father in ascension. But he's praying for his disciples. And I want to read out of John 17 some some prayer that specifically applies to us being sent. That is to say, you and you and me. Going. So listen to this. Jesus says, this is as he is praying. He's praying to the Father. He says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they, my disciples, may have the full measure of joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world even as not I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So there's a couple of key points there that I want to draw to your attention. First, Jesus says that we are not of the world just as he is not of the world. We are supernatural beings. Now, I know I have been repeating myself last week and this week stating this, but it is so important that you understand this, that you take a hold of the fact that you are a supernatural creature. You have been born again. C.S. Lewis says that if we were to ever attend church and to look at one another through the eyes of the Spirit and see one another As we truly are, that is to say, what we will be like for eternity, we would be prone to, according to Lewis, bow down and worship one another. We would be that magnificent. Paul said the same thing to the Romans. He said, I do not consider the tribulations of this world worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. So everything that you suffer and go through in this world, small potatoes, nothing, Paul says, compared to the glory that will be revealed in you. You are a supernatural being. And Jesus says the same thing here. He says you are not of the world. You are in the world. And Jesus says, I do not pray that they would be taken out of the world, but rather, Father, that you protect them while they are in the world. So we are The salt of the earth, Jesus said. We are the light of the world. Jesus did not say that we are the salt of the church and the light of the church. We are not to share our salt and our light within the four walls of this building. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are supernatural because we possess the spirit of God and Jesus says and this is really the, the part i want to to focus on here in verse 18 he says as you sent me into the world so as the father sent the son into the world he says i too am sending them into the world for i sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified so just as jesus was sent in the into the world so too he says We are being sent, just like he was. We have a mission. You have a mission, and a mission field that you are being sent into, that Jesus has sanctified or set apart your life for. So many times I talk to people who feel as if their life has no purpose go to my job, I come home, and there's, there's really nothing new. You, you ask them, what's going on? And there's really nothing new in their life. And it's, it's tragic. It really is, because God intends for you to have a mission in your life, a purpose for existence. And we're going to talk about that with regards to three words here this morning. How do we go As salt and light. Three words being, seeing, and freeing. First, being. I've talked about this a little bit already. Being what God has created us to be. New creatures in Christ. All things become new. We need to take a hold of who we are in Christ. Now, the Bible, in the New Testament particularly, talks a lot about who we are in Christ. In the book of Ephesians, over 60 times, there is reference to the fact that Christians are in Christ. And likewise, Christ is in us. So we need to go as salt and light with an understanding of who we are in Christ. It says in Ephesians 1.3, every spiritual blessing is ours in Christ Jesus. So, So when you walk out those doors today, Walk out with the understanding that there is not a single blessing that God intends for his church to have that you do not possess or have access to. It's so important for you to understand that because sometimes we we get revved up here in church and then we walk out back into our our lives and we we sort of, we we escaped the rut there for a little bit, for an hour on Sunday morning, you know, and we're out of it and then we, we step out and then, oh, we're back in the rut again. We're right there doing the same things, thinking the same things, understanding our lives in the same way that we always have. But Jesus said, I have sent you into the world just as the Father has sent me. I'm sending you with a mission, with a field of mission that I intend for you to impact. I intend for you to be salt and light within. That's powerful to to me, church, to The the concept that just as Jesus was sent by the Father, so I have been sent into the world. I'm not being taken out of the world. I am in the world. When I leave this building, I'm going back into the world and, and, and to interact with the people in the world who need to hear this message, who need to see this light. But I'm not of the world. I understand that about my being. I am not of this world. So we need to go with the notion and the clear understanding that Christ is in us, that we have a new being, a new being that we are. Secondly, seeing. As we go out into the world, we need to have our vision healed. I'm absolutely convinced of this. We need to have our vision healed. That is to say, we need to see the world and specifically the people in the world differently than we always have. We need to look at every person that we encounter as a person who has Christ's potential. Now, what I mean when I say Christ's potential is not what the, the, uh, the Indian gurus talk about. You have, you have divinity within you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Christ's potential in, in respect to the fact that they are created in the image of God. God created them in his image. And God sent his son to save them. So that just as we have been born again from the dead, raised from our sins and our trespasses, so too they can be. We need to see this world and everyone in it as someone that Christ either can touch or is touching. And he is going to use us to do it. Sister, or excuse me, not sister, Mother Teresa was one who was very good at communicating This truth about the fact that everyone that you encounter has the image of God stamped upon them, created in his image. There's a story told of Mother Teresa who had brought a a new nun into her order, and she was learning this truth about all of the people she would minister to were created in the image of God, had the image of God stamped upon them. And this, this young nun came to, to Mother Teresa one day, full of excitement, full of energy. She said, I've been touching Jesus all morning long. And Mother Teresa said, what do you mean? And she said, there was a man who was brought in this morning, out of the gutter, filled with maggots. And I've been cleaning him, removing the maggots from his body. But it's Jesus that I've been removing them from. You see, she understood the truth that is, is found in Matthew chapter 25. In Matthew chapter 25, kingdom, excuse me, prepared for you since the creation of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these, you did for me. See, that's being salt and light. That's seeing the image of God stamped on someone who maybe doesn't know the gospel, maybe hasn't been converted yet, but they are the least of these. That's the good works that Jesus said the world is supposed to see us doing. And we need to see other people differently. So often we categorize people. We put them into camps. And we separate and divide ourselves from them. Christians, it ought not to be this way. We have a mission field. We are to be out there impacting people's lives, doing good works, allowing our nonverbal communication of the gospel to be seen. You all know this. Verbal communication is about 25% of all communication. 75% of communication is nonverbal. It's true with the gospel as well. You can tell someone the gospel and have it perfectly correct right down the line. But if someone doesn't see your behavior aligning with that message, it's lost. So we need to have our vision healed. We need to see our world differently. As Christians, we ought not to separate people into Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. We should not separate people into rich and poor educated, uneducated. We need to put every person that we encounter into the category of created in the image of God. What is my mission to this person, to this soul? How can I touch their life? How can I be salt to them? How can I be light to them? We need to see differently. And then finally... Freeing. Freeing. If there's ever a, a, a topic in the Christian church that creates anxiety, it's the topic of and the activity of evangelism. You talk about going, and people start to get nervous. What's it going to make me do? What do I have to do? How, what if I fail? What, what's, what, I don't know how to do this. And it's, it's a really binding experience for a lot of people. The whole concept of going and sharing the gospel. Being salt and light. And I want to share with you that we need to be freed from that bondage. Remember, you are a new creature in Christ. You have been created for good works, it says in Ephesians 2, that God has prepared beforehand that you should walk in. So, Going, as salt and light, does not involve memorizing a script, practicing an activity so that you can do it well, and then reeling in people who who really understand that they're just sort of your targets. I mean, that's a concept that a lot of people have about evangelism memorizing the script, practicing it, going out and reeling people in. I want to suggest to you that we can be freed from that notion that the reality of going as salt and light is going and infecting this world with who you are. Just allowing Christ in you to come out. It says in Colossians 1.27 that Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ dwells within us by His Spirit. We know that. It says that so many times throughout the New Testament. The Holy Spirit of God is within us. So we need to reach out to people where they are as we are. Don't try to become something that you're not. Just be. What does a bird do? It flies. What does a fish do? It swims. What does a Christian do? We love. Here's the key. This is the key to successful evangelism. I believe. Obedient love. If we love God, and if we call him our Lord and our Master, then we will obey him, what he tells us to do. But that obedience, if it is not couched in love, is empty. It's going to fall apart. It's the difference between the law and grace. The law bids me to do something. tells me, if I don't do this, I have fallen short. Grace, on the other hand, tells me it's already done. I have done it for you. That's what Jesus says to us. I have done it. I have done the work. You're just a new creature in in me. And you can live by my power through the Spirit. So obedient love, church, is the key to successful evangelism, to going as salt and light to allowing the world to see your good works and mine. It's not a performance of the law. If you set a standard for yourself, I'm going to go out and I'm going to witness to 13 people today. I don't know why I said 13. Just the first number that came into my mind. 13 people. Guess what? You're going to fall short. The the, the Bible says that the power of sin is in the law. If you set set for yourself a standard that you are going to achieve, you will absolutely fall short of it sooner or later. You can't keep that. But if you allow the Spirit of God to to dwell up within you and the love of God acting out in obedience to him, Your life is going to transform. Others, I saw this happening just yesterday through this week, and it happens time and time again. I want to give some encouragement, some shout-outs to some people here today. Linda Reese and Ann Stoll and Kathy Seitz, working together to be a blessing for Virginia Jones at her funeral memorial yesterday. Just taking care of business, doing stuff behind the scenes, making sure it got done for this woman who lived a very extraordinary life. They were just out there doing what Christians do, serving in love and being a blessing, being salt and light. And so, too, do many of you. My exhortation to you here this morning is not to say you've got to do better. It's absolutely the opposite of that. My exhortation to you this morning is to be who God has called you to be and to let his spirit seep out of you. The fruit of the spirit, the Bible says, is love and joy and peace. And let me tell you, if you are living your life in the power of the spirit, letting love and joy and peace kindness, gentleness, goodness, perseverance, long-suffering come out of your life, when you speak the name of Jesus Christ, people are going to listen. They just are. Because they're going to see your good works, and Jesus says, they'll glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the fact that it is you who draw us, you who who call us out of darkness into marvelous light. We cannot save anyone, but we can be authentic in our own salvation and our experience of that. Lord, take each one of our lives and help us to not set standards that we'll never keep, but to just Allow the life of Jesus, the hope of glory, to come out of us and to let others see those good works and glorify you. We thank you for that. Freeing. Help us to be and help us to see and help us to experience the freedom that you want us to experience. In Jesus' name, amen.